What's up, everybody? This is Sydney, and you're listening to Friendly Fire. Welcome back to Friendly Fire. My name is Sydney. My co-host, Sean. What up, what up? Uh, another week. What is it? just week two of free agency that we in? Only the second week, man. Right? I feel like it's been a month that is already. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only thing to talk about, really. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, so we week two uh, of free agency. Last week, we had came off that first big wave um, of the first few days or couple days of free agency. Um, last week that rounded out and now we really into that third, second and third wave of the more average to good players and lesser players. Um, but Detroit has been making a whole lot of moves, um, as of late. So how are you feeling about the direction that things are going there? Well, the first thing is obviously, uh, the Darius Slay situation and him being finally dealt um, I thought that they could at least get a two for him. Uh, a lot of people were overreacting to the compensation. I thought a three was was about as good as we we're going to get a three and a five. Did they get? Um, so when you look at everything that was surrounding the situation, how public he had become with him wanting out, uh, whatever team that was going to get him not only had to give up assets, but had to give him money. Um, and then they went to make him the highest paid corner in the league, which we talked about. I felt like about 12, 11, 13 million, somewhere in that range was about accurate to his skill set because he, in my opinion, his career has been on a trajectory that has kept him in the top 10 cornerback yeah. league. Uh, at his best, he's been top five, but he's never felt like that game changing guy. Like he, he is, when when you have him, you know for sure you got a number one. Like that, yeah. you, you put him on the best wide receiver, he'll have a good day, so he'll have bad days, but you can trust him. Um, the Eagles wanted to make him the highest paid corner in the league, and that's not a number the Lions felt comfortable going to. And that I don't feel like that's a bad situation, especially when you look at the fact that, like we talked about before, a lot of people always attach the number. Then to the to a draft pick, they go oh with a third round pick, a, a, a second round pick, like that ain't enough. Like it's in the top ninety of the draft. Like that's a good pick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you want. Yeah. So it I, I'm satisfied with it. Uh, they were able to get an, another number one corner. If if you want to look at your find that's still a number one right now. Um, he ain't he ain't elite, or you know he ain't playing at his best like he was. But you know it ain't it ain't a hole in the secondary anymore. And then they're basically remaking the entire secondary, which I said I expected to be the case uh, whenever they were looking at uh, Jalen Mills um, from Philadelphia. So now we got Harmon, Tracy Walker, um, Trufine, and I expect them to pick Akuda. So a, a brand new secondary. And I, I like what I like with the moves that they're making. I, I want them to look at Freeman, since uh, Gurley and um, Melvin Gordon signed uh, in, in other places. I want them to get some more right back there. But other than that, I'm I'm 
I'm satisfied with what the offseason is so far. Um, and I definitely agree with you. I think talent wise, if you look at Darius Slay, like you say, man, he can he can bring back a two, a second round pick. But mm-hmm. when you when you attach, oh, he wants a new contract on top of that, then mm-hmm. I definitely think y'all got um the best out of that trade uh that, that there was out there to get. Mm-hmm. Um I told you well, we was probably off of this, but I told you how I liked how, what y'all were doing with y'all secondary, uh, even though y'all moving off from Slate, bringing in Trufine and trading for Harmon. And um, like I say, it seemed like they were like, look, if we're not going to be able to get the pressure, at least we're going to have the, the people in our secondary to hold for as long as, as human possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in that sense, y'all been steadily adding to y'all defensive line. Uh, more so the inside of it than pass rushing aspects, but um, overall, I've liked what y'all have done so far as well. I do want to say one thing about uh, Darius Slay going so public about Matt Patricia as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that whatever whatever he feels is is his personal experience. That's yeah. it. You know, how, however that situation played out, I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, but it, it just – it wasn't a, a good look for the Lions. You know, people yeah. who don't really respect Matt Patricia anyway, um, it just it just gave them more fuel to be like, he ain't a good coach. You know, yeah. like – or even if you think he's a good coach, just not a good leader. Um, so, it is what it is, whatever. And, and my position on that is – I kind of feel like from him, him coming from under that Belichick tree, there's ways that Belichick does things that with him having 20 years of, 20 plus years of head coaching experience, he can get away with, especially mm-hmm. now being, you know, 30 years in, I have many years in he is. But when you put out coaches like Matt Patricia and Brian Flores and Bill O'Brien, they've been under his way of teaching and leading for so long. They probably get out there and try to and try to do that in their own way, and they but they don't have the cachet to really be doing that. Like ain't nobody really gonna um, receive that too well. And I think that may be because me and you talked about some of the things that he addressed had happened that he didn't like. And I was like, man, that seemed like something Bill Belichick can do and get away with, and it works. Mm-hmm. But Matt Patricia don't understand that that's not gonna work for him. Especially and, at this point in his head coaching, you know, career. Right. And it's two things I want to say. I, I don't want this to become a I'm siding with the Lions over Darius Slay thing. Because Slay mm-hmm. was one of my favorite players on the team over the last couple of years. I, I really like Darius Slay. But um, I somebody said something on Twitter. And usually Twitter fans annoy me. But I, I, I actually thought this was a really good point. Um if the Lions were at a point where they wanted to negotiate with Darius Slay and they were able to get to the number that he wanted, you would have never heard none of this. You know, mm. so uh, so that that kind of thing is like, I'm I'm glad you feel comfortable to speak your piece, but um, if it was if you had got your money, it wouldn't have been a problem. Or yeah. if if the Lions were winning, we would have never heard this. So mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that, man. Can you just get out of here with that? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
<clears throat> anything going forward? I mean, you said you would like um, Devontae Freeman. Mm-hmm. But besides that, any anything else in free agency that you're saying right now to be like, man, we can address this with that? Well, obviously, um, pass rushing is the biggest thing of the entire offseason. I did see that they were, there was some talk about them moving on from uh, Jared Davis. Uh, that's that was kind of surprising. Not that not that they're going to move on from him, but just the timing of it. It just yeah. seems that they. Um, but anyway, um, you know, Clowney is somebody that I, I told you that we probably wouldn't be able to get in the room with. Seems like he's going to stay in Seattle anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, I'm I'm satisfied. I, there really isn't anything that I that I can think about that I'm like, oh yeah, I want them to get that like. Uh, I think we, I think we're pretty solid. Just looking forward to the draft now. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you said that about the the draft picks. Y'all getting that pick that that gives y'all five picks in the top eighty five, mm-hmm. and that's that's great, especially for a team that we keep. Well, I keep saying it last year how Matthew Stafford being healthy takes that team from being what? Which I finished three twelve and one. Three eleven and one. Three. Was it? Yeah, no, three twelve and one. Yeah, three twelve and one. You're right. Yeah, finished three twelve and one to uh six and eight, seven and nine record. Mm. So it's not like y'all were far away to begin with, and now being able to add five who should be, um, if not starters, they should be right there coming into the league. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that play out as long as y'all not taking tight ends in the first round. So what do you think about uh, what the Saints have done? Um, last week, one of the first things I said about New Orleans was, look, Malcolm Jenkins is available. We need to get him back. And they went out there and did that. Um, so that was huge for me. Uh, I, I had a feeling they were willing to, not wanting to, but willing to move on from Byron Bell anyway. Um, so when Michael Jenkins became available, it seemed like it was a no-brainer. So being able to bring him back, not not only is an upgrade from Von Bell talent-wise, but leadership-wise, and uh, for me, uh, him being familiar with what they're doing in New Orleans is huge. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, man, we've been saying since week one, week two last season that we needed another receiver. Um, to of any caliber, honestly, but we needed another receiver, and Emmanuel Sanders gives us. He may be a perfect fit, honestly, uh, for what we're trying to do, and to be opposite of Michael Thomas to take some pressure off of him going forward. Um, what else happened since last week? Andrews Pete, I knew he would be back. Um, I'm not as down on Edge of Pete as most people are. Um, I guess if you, he was a first round pick. So when you look at it like that, then you're saying, look, man, you, we expect more from you. Uh, and he started off at tackle. We kicked him in the guard. Last year he had a, a pretty bad season, but his seasons before that, were pretty good. They were good enough to outweigh the bad season that he had last year. And even if you want to say the rest of our offensive line makes him look good, 
or looks better than what he is, then you still roll with that versus trying to go find somebody else that's not going to be of top free agent um, caliber to fill in there. So I was perfectly fine and expected Andrews Pete to be back as well. Um, What else? What else? Papa Jenkins, Emmanuel Sanders, Angel Pete, Levon Bell walk. Um, like I said, the only thing that I've really been down about so far with our offseason is the lack of, I guess not even trying at this point because we hear that they were in there with, um, in the in talks with Chris Harris. Um, but not being able to get uh, another cornerback, uh, already an NFL quarterback, because we ended up finding the interception leader from the XFL. But being able to get a Jimmy Smith or Chris Harris or Roby Coleman or somebody like that, especially for the prices that they've gone for, that's been uh, uh That's been a low point uh, throughout this offseason so far, in my opinion, for the Saints. Um, but besides that, I saw today Sean Payton was saying that Taysom Hill going to be our number two quarterback going forward. Um, of course, we're going to end up adding another one just so we can still allow him to do all the things that he does. Um, I've been saying, like, Sean Payton earned my trust when it came to his talent years ago, so I don't try to question him too much. I'm still not the biggest fan of Taysom Hill going to be our future quarterback. So I think a lot like what's going on with Drew Brees right now is just something that they take in year to year at this point. I honestly don't believe that when Drew Brees retires, it's going to be Taysom Hill quarterbacking us. So uh, it is what it is for right now, I guess. <clears throat> but um, I think that's about it for the Saints this past week. Um, yeah, I'm I'm far more excited about uh, Malcolm Jenkins. I don't want to say excited. That's not the right word. But I'm, I'm I'm far more interested in seeing what Malcolm Jenkins is than Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and I start with like you said, Malcolm Jenkins as far as the leadership aspect, but also he is still at this point as good at safety as there is in the league. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is an upgrade uh, at that part of the defense. Um, You know, we talk all the time about them getting another wide receiver and how uh, this is a deep wide receiver draft. I just felt like Emmanuel Sanders was uh, a luxury. Like, is is the wide receiver position could have been addressed in the draft for cheaper, um, younger. Uh, Sanders is he's a he's a solid number two to me, but he he's not somebody that I'm scared of. And not that you need that when you already got Cook, Kamara, Thomas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sanders ain't somebody that I feel like at this point in his career people need to be that worried about. So that's what I'm saying. Like Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah can still play and is still playing as good a safety as there is in the league. And I get, okay, you you just need another wide receiver. And even if you do add another one in the draft, um, then you'll have three. But I just, 
Emmanuel Sanders ain't it. But whenever what I'm thinking about, like, it's just he don't feel like that dude to me. I was about to say we had a similar conversation about when we got Janoris Jenkins last right. season. Right. I disagree. I think Emmanuel Sanders is the biggest, the bigger signing. I feel like if you plug Von Bell right back into that defense next G- next year, it wasn't gonna miss a beat. Like mm-hmm. maybe Michael Jenkins gives you more, of course. But Von Bell wasn't gonna hurt us any to have him back out there next year. Yeah. Um, with the draft, it's always you rolling the dice. So I, I'm always of uh, let's get somebody proven that we know when when the season starts, people gonna respect what he can do. Yeah. You know, even even if he doesn't do anything, as long yeah. as they got respect him and he be accounted for. On the opposite side of Michael Thomas is everything. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm, I guarantee you they still add a wide receiver come draft time. But yeah, yeah I definitely, I definitely value the pickup of Emmanuel Sanders even more than Michael Jenkins. Even though I love the pickup of Michael Jenkins. Well, and and because it's because it's comparing it to nobody, because comparing it to as far as like. All right, Emmanuel Sanders can still play versus what they were getting from the number two spot is nothing versus Von Bell, Malcolm Jenkins. It's an upgrade, but not a great. You know what I'm saying? Or just the unknown, because you're saying we could have got a, a younger wide receiver and a cheaper wide receiver, but what do do we know what we're getting out of this wide receiver once he playing on Sundays? We don't, you know? Yeah. Okay. It's but that was my. Especially if you miss out, which we most likely will, on the CD Lambs and um, God, what's the other two names? I forgot just real quick. Um, damn, out of Alabama, Jerry Judy. Yeah, Jerry Judy. You know, so when you start the further, because we in the mid twenties, so by that point we'd have missed out on the top three, four. Which once yeah. again, this is a deep draft class, but the difference between Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb and everybody else is there's a pretty good gap right there. I agree, but when you're thinking about the fact that besides corner, there ain't any other glaring hole, wide receiver is something that you can address in the first round, even if it's late. Yeah, and like I say, I, I expect him to still address it at that point. Yeah. But, well, now don't really know because they haven't struck on any cornerback, but I still expect them to address it in the first two rounds. Anything? Oh, uh, hold on. The other thing is we talk about this all the time, but it's it's always been amazing to see how the Saints work their cap Mm -hmm. with times like this because they always up against the wall and then it's like, look, this is what we're going to do with your contract. Uh, so they re- they they restructured Kiko Alonso, Patrick Robinson, Michael Thomas, Teron Armstead. Didn't take any money from them people except for Kiko Alonso and Patrick Robinson. Uh, didn't take any money from them. Just pushed it down the line, mm-hmm. which in the past you got to real be cautious about. But like we were talking about last week, the salary cap about to jump so much in these next few years that it's even less of a caution for him now. And then to extend Janoris Jenkins to lower his salary cap, but to be sure that we can keep him around for the next two years, that's that's huge. And I just like, I always enjoy seeing how they maneuver around the cap like that. 
That kind of stuff, um, when you got a front offense, you know what I think about all the time is like Oklahoma City. How Oklahoma yeah. City is not a free agent destination. I'm talking about basketball right now, but it's not a free agent destination, but they hit on their draft picks, which is front office stuff, GM doing his homework, but it's also working around the numbers and, and knowing the salary. When you got a good front office, that's how you can be competitive and make the playoffs eight years in a row in a place like Oklahoma City. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we're in, 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 a, in a sport where everybody's going to LA and New York and Boston, yeah. Chicago. Um, so yeah, when you got that plus good coaching, that stuff matters, man. And that, yeah. uh, that's as good as it gets in Absolutely. the league right now. Um, so the other free agency moves. Oh, but, um, yeah. What other free agency moves? <laughs> Sorry, I was about to go off on a tangent again. About who or about what? Nothing. I just was about to, just random stuff. Cause we were talking about Von Bell walking and he signed with Cincinnati earlier. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing that I was thinking about. And then, uh, you, you were saying, that the Lions were addressing the interior defensive line. I really hate that uh, Ashawn Robinson got away from us. I, I like Ashawn Robinson a lot. Um, and he, you know, money talks. So, <laughs> um, I'm shocked. The one thing that's really shocked me during this free agency period is how in demand defensive tackles have been. Yeah. Every time I look up, it's another defense. And, and they're big-name defensive tackles who are either being mm-hmm. traded or just signing elsewhere. But every time I look up, man, it's another defensive tackle. I'm like, damn, wh- when did they become so in demand? Yeah. Um, Cam Newton got cut this past week along with Ty Gurley. Um, the, the, the Gurley one surprises me as far as the money. But mm-hmm. the, the Cam Newton one doesn't. But it's another one that, huh? I said the Cam Newton one. We've been talking about. Yeah, and just because whenever, whenever it first came up, how much money they could make from letting him go, and how much their money it would be, it was really a no-brainer when you think about the fact that trading him means another team has to give up assets and take on his current contract. It just doesn't make any sense to to yeah. trade for him. So. I thought they were going to roll with him, but then again, you know, like these, I'm telling you, bro, these, these, you can't trust nothing they say when they, you know what I'm saying? Like is Cam Newton, our quarterback two weeks ago, and then when free agency hitting Bridgewater's available, forget all that we said two weeks ago, you know? And so it made a lot of sense for them to move on from him. Um, I'm very interested in seeing where he ends up because, you know, I like Cam um, a lot, but, uh, yeah, that was it. Wasn't surprising as far as like, like I said, they they, it just made sense for them. To yeah, yeah. And Ty Gurley, of course, got picked up immediately by Atlanta. Um, you say you're interested to see where Cam goes. Do you have any guess or where you think or preferences that you prefer? Where where would you prefer him to end up at this I, point? I told you last week that I would love to see him to go to uh, the Chargers. Yeah. Um, that's that's at the top of the list as far as I'm concerned. I don't want him to go to Chicago. But that, obviously that spot's been filled now. With exactly. Oh, so um, I saw people saying Miami, Denver. Um, 
So I think I think at the top of the list is, is the Chargers in my opinion. What do you think? I definitely I forgot about Denver. Uh who was Denver's quarterback last year? Drew Locke. But it was Flacco until Locke got healthy. Yeah, that guy. Chicago filling their hole with Nick Foles, and then of course they still got Trubisky. Um, New England, it just don't seem like that's the type of quarterback Bill Belichick would be going for. Um, the Chargers, the Chargers, when just looking, besides New England, is the best fit for them, in my opinion. But the fact that they claim they're going to rival Tyrod Taylor, and I really think no matter what they're going to draft the quarterback, makes me wonder if it's in the best interest of Cam to end up there. And the same thing for Miami. Like, we, we've all been saying since August that they were going for Tua. That hasn't changed any. Mm-hmm. So, um, would Cam Newton want to go and, and play in Miami knowing he go whenever Tua is ready to go, he go, you know, take his spot? Mm-hmm. I think he starts next season as a backup. Yeah. And then comes the question of where I I can't help to to put New Orleans in the conversation just because up until up until what Sean Payton said today, the only thing I can think of was man, if you call Cam Newton and say, look, we're gonna pay you eight million dollars for one season. And when this season is over with if Drew Brees walk away, it's your team. Um and I can't help but think how intriguing that is versus I got to go to Miami and then worry about Tua. Or I got to go to Denver or the Chargers and worry about whatever quarterback they draft. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the fact that whatever money he get now ain't going to be the money that he deserves off of, his, off of his talent level because he's coming off of an injury. And once again, most quarterback positions are filled. So even if the Chargers do say, look, we really want you, Cam, like I say, they're going to draft the quarterback anyway. So how much are they really going to be willing to pay? Yeah. So I'm, like I say, is I could definitely see him in a position, even if it's not the Saints, but a team saying, look, stick with us as a backup for a year, and then next year, if, if things go in this direction, we'll pay you what you deserve and you'll be a starting quarterback. Or if it doesn't, then you'll be a free agent again with a year of healing under your belt. Yeah. I, you know, I said it before the season even, before free agency even started, I, I feel like I say it every week. But it's just been so interesting to watch this quarterback carousel play out just because mm-hmm. there wasn't any holes because these old motherfuckers won't retire. But just because there ain't no holes, to feel, and you got all these people on the market, Flacco, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, James uh, Winston. Winston, like all these other people, all these people, and it's, you're not used to it being like, you're used to them being in that first wave or even that second, but like we are a week and a half, two weeks into this, and they're like, yeah, but we're interested. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. That's so weird. Because you're seeing people like Case Keenum right out the gate getting three-year deals, and then you see P.J. Walker being signed from the XFL. Um, who who did you say? Chase Daniels. Chase Daniels. There was one of uh, Kyle Allen being traded for. You know, yeah. 
you see all of that when you got three of the three out of four of the quarterbacks we just named had some type of potential to them. Mm-hmm. That's higher. Two of them that's higher than a Kyle Allen or right. um, Chase Daniel. I mean, Chase Daniel, understand he's a backup. He is what he is. You're not trying to get no starter time out of him, but it's crazy to see two people that you know for sure can start on Sunday that the quarterback position still being out there at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Bruh, I'm sorry. I just got to take one second to say it's so crazy to be this knee deep in free agency talk and NFL talk in March mm-hmm. without going, all right, let's switch to basketball. That's so crazy. Because we would. The playoffs will be starting in two weeks, less than two weeks mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be about two or three weeks, yeah. March Madness is supposed to be going on right now. Uh, it's crazy. And the further, the further, the longer this shit go on, the more it's looking like eventually they're going to have to talk about just canceling the season. And then how do you deal with that? Yeah. I I hope that doesn't end up being the case. I pray that that doesn't end up Because you know how bad, it was really shaping up to be a very interesting Lakers yeah. series. Like, that was, that was going to get interesting. So I'm 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 definitely I want to see that. Um, anyway. Brian Hoyer, that's another one they got picked up. By the Patriots. Immediately. Yeah. He didn't even get cut before he got signed to another team. Uh what other deals did you see that caught your eye this past week? That caught my eye. Mm. Everything has, honestly, everything that's happened has been like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And then on to the next, like Jimmy Smith going back to the Ravens, or, yeah. um, I mean, Robbie Anderson, where'd he go to the to the Raiders? Did he sign with the Raiders? No, he went to uh the Panthers. The Panthers, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And but uh, all Nelson Aguilar went to the Raiders. So it's just like every time you're looking at it, you just like even if it surprised you, it it's like that don't move the need. Does that change the championship in my opinion? Like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you know, Somebody going to get money, filling a hole that a team needed, uh, Dante Fowler, you know, but like, it, it yeah. ain't, anything that's going that at this point in time feels like, wow, because we talked about it. It, it really wasn't a free agency class that jumped off the page because it wasn't a ton of skill positions. And even the even the defensive players that were available weren't like Khalil Max and Von Miller. And you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it was really good football players for the for the for the diehards who know, but like the skill positions were like, all right, you know, <laughs> like girly going like girly going to the Falcons is that an upgrade from really like is it is it you know what I'm saying like it's the same thing 
And Gordon going to the Broncos, is that any different from him staying with the Chargers? Like, so in, because Philip Lindsay, you still expect to get the bulk of those carries. So, it, do it you? I do. I do. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Like, there's, there's teams at this point that are stringing together a lot of good signings that's going to definitely change um, their record from year to year. Like, we talked about Miami last week. Um, Cincinnati has started to put together those type of deals. And honestly, I've liked, I liked what the Panthers have done. Um, they struck together some some nice deals after deciding or after saving that Cam Newton money. They were able to put it in other places, like you just talked about Roby Anderson, um, which is crazy to me that they wait till they get rid of Cam to put a receiver in there to actually help him. Um, but yeah. Um Hey, where was I about to go? Devin Funches. That one surprised me because I forgot all about him. But what is Devin Funches signed with the Packers? He went to the Packers. Okay. I know he was with the Colts. He was with the Colts. I forgot he I forgot all about him playing for the Colts. I'm thinking Panthers in my head. I'm like, he came from the no, he did play for the Colts. But those those deals like that, like 49 side Travis Benjamin after losing Emmanuel Sanders, Devin Funches to the Packers. Um there was one more. There was the wide receiver that signed with Seattle. No, I'm thinking about Perryman going to the Jets. So the receivers, they that that well is about dry at this point. Mm-hmm. Which, which once again I didn't expect any big receiver deals outside of Mark Cooper, of course. And Emmanuel Sanders got about what he was worth. Everybody else's one-year, $6 million deals. Yeah. And that was the wide receiver class this year. That was the that was the running back class this year. That was tight ends besides Austin Hooper. And Austin Hooper, in a game changer, he's a really solid number one. Yeah. It wasn't like Kelsey or yeah. you know what I'm saying? They're, this was a really this was a class of a few really good players, not stars. Yeah, exactly. At every position, honestly. <laughs> like I say, D it, once again it shocks me, but D tackle was one that was really deep that just wasn't paid attention to. Yeah. And on top of that, you had three or four defensive tackles get traded. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all of it, too, that were once again big names. Uh, I saw Sue decided to go back to Tampa Bay today. But, uh, when I, when they, you know what's crazy? He didn't switch teams so much in the last couple of years uh, that I, when when he signed with the Bucks, I was like, dang, he going back to the Bucks. I forgot he played for him just last year. Like, uh, so it just, it was weird. Like, uh, and, uh, Dallas, I like the signing of uh, Clinton Dix. Yeah. I didn't really care for um, who they picked up, a defensive tackle. Uh, 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 That's what I thought you were going to say. First, the tackle that they got. The tackle? Yeah. Jerry Boy, is it? 
I, I can't remember. I know that they picked up a D tackle, but I can't remember exactly who it was. Yeah, I think it. I think that's who it was. I think it was McCoy. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm more impressed by the high high Clinton Dix uh, signing with them. But once again, they they've lost so much, and then this battle that they got going on with Dak, which like I saw earlier that they started back talking uh, with him about a long term deal, but. They they got off to a bad start. Uh, and and uh, Frederick retiring. Yeah, he retired on them. That hurts. And that O line because you know he had his the heart situation last year, so he didn't even play much. And that O line already didn't look the same without him. So to lose him entirely, that's yeah. Um. I like the moves that Arizona been making outside of, of course, the DeAndre Hopkins deal. But them signing Devondre Campbell and them signing the linebacker y'all released, Kennard. Yeah, Devon Kennard, yeah. And them signing Kennard. Those are two good pickups for them at a, at a position, honestly, where they needed them because outside of the overachieving performance they got from the ends last year, from their pass rushers last year. Thugs and Jones. Thugs and who? Chandler Jones. Yeah, Chandler Jones. Besides that, on defense last year, there wasn't too much to talk about for them. And that's yeah. two real solid pickups at linebacker, because I thought Demondre Campbell was going to actually get paid this, uh, this offseason, and he got looked over by linebackers, of course, who are pass rushers, and he's not. Mm-hmm. But he was definitely, I think, the best traditional linebacker that was available. Yeah, it was Jeremy McCoy that went to the Cowboys. Um, but yeah. Um, Carl Joseph signed with the Browns. E. Brown, we talked about him last week, but he went to the Steelers, which is a uh, good one. Not about that. Yeah, that's a good for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I saw Ben Roethlisberger the other day. I don't know where he gonna come back. Hey, looking man, like, let me tell you something. I scrolled past that video. This ain't even important, but I scrolled past that video on Twitter like three times until I clicked on it. Once I, I finally was like, "What is this?" And I clicked on it. And I was like, "Who is, is that?" Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> what in the world did happen to him? <laughs> Yeah, I saw him, but I was like, is he planning on playing next year? Or he retiring because uh, he don't look like he in no no condition to be playing football going forward. Yeah. Um. Ah, a move that went like I didn't see this move for like three days, two days after it actually happened, which was Goskowski getting cut in New England. Yeah, yeah. I was like, they cut him three days ago. Why ain't nobody tell me? Bruh, they just moving on from all they old little. We we starting over completely. I don't know. Completely. Um, Philip Dorsett was a receiver that went to Seattle too. I knew they had picked up a, uh, a receiver. Yeah. But yeah, but like like I said, we in that we definitely in that third wave, which don't really fit. We still don't really feel like because you got somebody like Jadavion Clown is still sitting out there, mm-hmm. um, which it looks like, or you expect, or well, Jadavion Clown and Cam Newton 
Andy Darden's still available. You got to see what Jameis Winston going to end up being. So there's still some solid players out there, some interesting players for sure out there that you want to see where they end up. But we definitely in that third wave of free agents to where now we just looking to see what the draft going to hold at this point. Yeah. With that being, what, a month away at this point. Yeah. Seeing what comes of that. Uh, I did. I do like the fact that, because we talked about this at the start of the XFL, and I was wondering if this could be a true minor league for the NFL, and even without them being able to play a full first season, they've already gotten three, four players into the league. And I heard Phil Yates saying earlier that they're supposed to be, that he expects over the next week for it to, that number to get up to like 20 of XFL players uh, being able to get into the NFL. And if that happens, then the XFL could definitely survive. Yeah. Um, even with them having to suspend and cancel their season like they did during the first season, they'll be able to come back next year and uh, to strive going forward, which is cool to see an alternative to college football at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for it. But uh, that's really about it. Like I say, ain't don't have any sports right now, so this is all we got in the NFL offseason. Yeah. Um, free agency drying up, so we're gonna have to come up with some creative next week, bro. Because uh, <laughs> we still, like I said, we got a month till the draft at this point. Yeah. Well. Anything else? Uh, what's your mom Murray out here? No, bro. Let's uh, that's that's it for this week. <laughs> Wrap it up. Wrap the show up. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Check out Friendly Fire every Thursday as we discuss the latest and most intriguing topics in sports. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at FriendlyFire08.